welcome back to our third episode. Número 3. We are so hyped. But as per the themes of the previous two episodes, we've got a man of the hour. Whoop. Rony Caproni. <laughs> Just happens to be one of us. Yeah. Now, since he was kind enough to write introductions for the both of us... We I've, were kind enough to make an introduction for him. I've been waiting for this. Yeah, I wrote my part like an hour or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> that I had, fits. I had something in mind, which I didn't really write down at first, but I was like, yeah, let's just stick to that. <laughs> I, I, I had so many ideas, but I, I just never, I couldn't write them down because I was thinking about it during work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with both hands busy and I, was, I wasn't going to sit down like, what are you doing? Just... Shut up. I'm writing down an introduction for my friend, okay? <laughs> you better be humplet. <laughs> yeah. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's Feel free to omit anything from this. <laughs> it, as in the editing process. Yeah. <laughs> Since you're going to be doing that yourself. True. Who is this man? Why? I'll tell you. He's a man of many talents, mostly just producing and banging. The drums with great passion and the only woman he could woo. He can be painfully anal in all he does, be it audio or visual, but that's not all. Well, that's pretty much all. <laughs> He's the man of the hour. He likes a good shower. He gets sometimes tired drumming, but it literally takes him two hours coming. For he is the Aaron, though I call him Baron. The marvelous, magnificent Aaron Cam. Brony <laughs> Cabroni. I like that. I liked it. The two hours coming part was good. <laughs> that was, was good. Me. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I hope you got the Witcher that, that, reference. That's digging deep in there. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, the Witcher. Yeah. Since we call him Philip Stranger on the on our Facebook chat. Yeah, I'm just that cool. <laughs> I wonder why. You got the honor of being Geralt himself. Yeah. Well, his full name. <laughs> also, because you know. Your name is Ulvar, which yep. means wolves, and he's the white wolf, so yep. it it fit. Yeah. This is where I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him back in. Let's do something he knows about. Yeah. So we'll start with some general questions. Some general questions. But general Let's questions. just start with, yeah. Why? Why just music? <laughs> <laughs> Why music? Yeah. Why you do this? Uh, when I was young, I didn't really care about music at all. Um I just listened to what was popular at the time. Got really into like Eminem and then a little bit later, Linkin Park and Limp Bizkit and stuff like that. Just what I was playing on MTV and the radio and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. What really, my interest in music didn't really start until my depression did. Uh, I started finding an outlet in it uh, in a certain way and him was a big part of that because like the cliche i am the trigger for my depression was uh, a heartbreak uh, isn't that for us all yeah i guess just heartbreak in different ways i guess mm. uh, so yeah uh, the lyrics and the music and him really spoke to me especially since the first song i heard by them was and love said no and it was just after a breakup <laughs> so it's like <laughs> Oh yeah, it's him, the band. Yeah, him, the band, the Finnish it's band. It, uh, on the poster there. Yeah. There used to be more him posters in here. Yeah, I have them. They're just in uh, storage. Yeah. And you also have, what, two tattoos from him? Uh, yeah, I have this one, which is the hearts from the Funeral of Hearts uh, logo. And then I have Nobody Loves No One, which is actually kind of a Chris Isaac tattoo more than it is a him tattoo. Yeah, they just covered... Wicked, Wicked Game. They just covered Wicked Game. That's why I have that. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah um, 
Yeah, I started listening to that a lot, and I, I, I really got into their lyrics, and that's when I started writing lyrics. And then I, I had ne- I'd never noticed really or paid any attention to my dad playing the drums, but he had been playing the drums since I was younger, and and all of a sudden I just when I went into uh, the big living room in my house, I could. His, the basement was right beneath, and he was playing in the basement. I, I just go in there sometimes and just listen to him play. And uh, I just decided, well, I'm just going to try it out. Went downstairs, and he was like, oh, yeah, just try it. And uh, I got hooked right there. Yeah, I bet he was ecstatic when you came and like, can I No, try? he was... Yeah, he, like, happy. Like Yeah, he was I, genuinely happy. I've been waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he liked that I had an interest that was uh, similar and stuff like that. And uh, I, I got hooked on it right away. So I had, you know, the, the drumming for the more, like, I guess, physical venting of <laughs> emotions. And then I had lyrics for writing how uh, my feelings down and stuff like that. So that's kind of where my musical and lyrical start was yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I treat my feelings like crimes never write down your crimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's it, it's the, it was kind of the only way i could have thought of like just to deal with it because i was like i was 12 years old and i was just like how the fuck am i supposed to deal with these feelings and i was like well this seems to be working listening to this music maybe it'll work for me to write and play it that probably also helps that you have these thoughts in your head but once you put them to paper yeah you've kind of taken them out of your head yeah, like, I, I always speaking. I always told my wife like uh, how it worked was that I wrote something down, like in the heat of it, and then I just walked away from it for like two weeks. Then I'd go back and read it, and because I was I always felt like I was a com- completely different person after those two weeks, and I was like learning about my past self, because when you write it, 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 it when I write it, just especially in the heat of certain emotions, I just. I don't really think about it that much. It just kind of flows from me. But then when uh, I read it later, then I can like dive deep into like what it what what was the meaning behind this early? <laughs> oh yeah, I felt bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it it helped me learn a lot about myself, so. Mm-hmm. It actually helped me lose religion as well, so. I take that as a plus. I actually didn't need depression for that. I just started <laughs> looking at the world and like this doesn't make sense. I the, wonder how that works. And the, then I found out. <laughs> I was always taught that, like, if I felt bad or, like, had issues, like, oh, the church would help. Like, or, or, not the church, but, you know, having a God would help. But when sure. I... The easy way out. <laughs> but No, but when that started, I, I tried that. I had never needed religion before. I tried it. I, I actually tried delving, delving a little bit into uh, my faith and... There was nothing to be found. <laughs> there was no help at all. I was like, well, this is useless if I can't like get help at my lowest. So, yeah. What's Jesus going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what would Jesus do? He'd just leave you. Yeah, he would just die on a cross. <laughs> but For my wrong, sins. Religion is fascinating, but as stories. Yeah. Not as stuff to believe. It's as fascinating as, you know... Any piece of Red fiction. Riding Hood and the Wolf. Yeah. Or <laughs> Science like fiction. Science fiction, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, I guess... Yeah, then uh, I, I... If I continue from there... Uh, I, I always had this idea in my head that music kind of saved, saved me at times. And uh, what I want to do, why I want to make music is I want 
someday for someone to walk up to me and say like, your music saved me and like pay that back. Mm. That's kind of, that's my great musical ambition. Yeah, I, I learned to tone down my musical ambition. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to be the greatest at one point. And then it just boiled down to, I just like to inspire somebody to do anything. Yeah, yeah. And then I got one comment on a Folly Thursday I wrote, which was basically, this inspired me to pick up the guitar again. And yeah. Like, that felt good, yeah. right? Yeah, my dream's done. <laughs> <laughs> You're just done. I, I don't need this shit anymore. <laughs> I'm going to sell my guitar. All of them. Yeah. Nah. But I then uh, then a, um, a nephew of mine started playing guitar. Uh, a little bit like I guess, what four years later or something, and um, we started a little shit band. <laughs> uh, What's the name of that fecal band? It was oh, wait, what was the fucking name of it? My my memory's terrible. I remember one of the name of the songs, and why the reason why I remember that is because that's the song where we needed a vocalist for, and that's how I met my wife, because my nephew knew her, and he knew that she did some singing, and it was like, oh, I know a person, like, oh, yeah, bring her around, and that's how I met my wife. <laughs> oh, so sweet. Yeah, uh, that song was called The Woman in Black. Uh, it was really uh, depressing and emo and stuff like that. I actually genuinely don't remember what the name of your mera yeah that was, that was called mera mera yeah mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that then evolved into we got more guys and we changed the music completely we went into more like desert rock mm. kind of thing stoner rock <laughs> stoner yeah. rock yeah and yeah, <laughs> uh, we uh, got some other members in there and and i remember we changed our name to mush cream <laughs> which was weird yeah. and yeah that uh, that ended terribly uh <laughs> me and my nephew never really got along and at one point i was just so fed up with him i was just like nope I i'm out like get the fuck out of take your stuff and get out of my garage because we were <laughs> rehearsing at my garage yeah i've noticed it, it tends to go better if you get along with your bandmates yeah <laughs> uh he was a dick I, I've, I've heard that he's changed, but I haven't met him in a while. But he was a dick, at least. Uh, when did you start getting into uploading to YouTube? You, oh, you've, yeah. You've shown, shown us a bunch, yeah. if not almost <laughs> everything. I, I started doing, like, covers and stuff because um, I, I liked shooting video since I was around the same age. I started doing music and photography as well. And I was just like, oh, I could just put this together and maybe throw up some stuff. It was also just kind of forcing me to practice more. Uh, so, yeah, it was th the part of posting it on YouTube wasn't actually the main reason why I did it. It was just like, I have to just practice setting up lights and camera and practice on the drums and, and do editing and everything. I was just like, this is a great way to like huddle it all together and do it. <laughs> And I remember I did in, I think it was Foo Fighters, The Pretenders, uh, The Pretender. Uh, I remembered I had just seen for the first time the video of Periphery Make Total Destroy. And there's a shot in there that's obviously CG, but he like, Matt just throws his stick up into the air and this like, it co and this camera is up here and the stick comes into focus and then drops back down. It was like, ooh, I want to learn how to do that. 
So I got actually a 3D model of a stick and like textured it and everything. And I actually shot like a shot down and everything. I actually did it really well. And I was like really happy about it. <laughs> maybe, maybe for the yeah, I'll, YouTube. I'll throw maybe. it up. But if I remember correctly, you've been uploading to YouTube since what? Oh, seven, oh, eight. I think. Yeah, I think. Oh, eight. Probably. Okay. Yeah. He's maybe, the oldest out of us, by the way. Yeah. He just turned 30. Yeah. Last in month. May. Yeah. Old fuck. <laughs> I don't feel that old though. Oh no no no! You're you're definitely dumb down to our level. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, I also, that's weird. When I went to music school, I actually started in a, another band called Mister, which was, I guess, kind of easy listening slash jazz kind of stuff. And yeah, I ne- never really found myself in that. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much up to the point where I meet Chloe. This guy. Actually, I've met him long before. Yeah. But we started talking about, you know, making music. Uh, you grew up in the same, uh, like... School and everything, yeah. Yeah, in the same general area. Yeah. In the same district would be the correct uh, terminology for a Mosville space. Or, or just town. <laughs> <laughs> district. <laughs> a township. Yeah. A township. Uh there's probably something I'm forgetting. Maybe it'll pop up when, when we continue. Yes. But yeah. Well, but then, yeah, a couple of le- uh, years later, we met at a bar and now I'm here. Yeah. I guess. I think you contacted me, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually never asked you, like, what was the. Were you, like, watching me on YouTube and something? Or yeah, I saw your stuff on YouTube and I knew you were a drummer. Yeah. So. Uh, I was like, hey, maybe he wants to do some Gempty stuff. And if so, he didn't, that would be a bummer. Then I contacted you. You came over to my house. We did Aftermath, which was the first song we released. Yeah. <laughs> which is no longer available on any streaming platform. <laughs> yeah, no. because nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe one day we'll rework it. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, back in the day when uh, we, I could just walk over to your place and you could just walk over to my place. Mm. <sighs> the good old days. Ah, miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could walk over to your place, but it's going to take like 30 minutes. <laughs> it's not 30 minutes from your I place? Don't, I yeah, don't walk like fast. three minutes from mine. Yeah. I mean, I could walk from here to your place in like 10 minutes tops. Yeah. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not that slow. <laughs> yeah, when I take a walk, it's about 10 minutes per kilometer, and it's just over two kilometers. So that's why maybe I do walk faster than you. (laughs) You've got longer legs, (laughs) and not asthma. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's an asthma dick. Yeah, the pragmatic asthmatic. Yeah. Shall we get into questions? Sure. Let's dive in. What is your favorite band? Uh, For a long time, I said that my all-time favorite band would always be him, but now uh, I actually don't listen to them. Almost at all. <laughs> so I can't really say that anymore. Damn shame, really. Uh, I think my favorite right now would probably be Humanity's Last Breath or Thornhill. Mm. Mm, good answers. Yeah. What's your favorite genre? I would have to say... Is, is it okay if I just say metal? Because do, do I have to go into that, subgenres? That's a very general yeah. genre. <laughs> I know yeah, it is. Uh, but progressive metalcore. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have a hard time narrowing it down because I I love metalcore. I love Gent. I love Thal. I love some deathcore. Uh, 
Is that a damn shame, really? He should love all deathcore. Uh, not all deathcore is great. Just like not all metalcore is great, and not all gent is great, and not all yeah, thal is great. <laughs> so I can't say. Uh, I guess my favorite right now would just be thal. It's the newest thing for me out of all of those. Then is the one that transformed this band. Yeah. And I also just, I love doing Thal Thursdays. Yeah. So it's a very nice creative outlet. I just really like the the extreme dynamics of going from like heavy, heavy notes up to like like piercing high notes and yeah, everything the contrast in between. Of the low and the high. Yeah. And I and then one of the reasons maybe why I love doing that is just it's it's a fun thing to do also in the recording and the mixing process. Oh, yeah. yeah, picture of that up an octave, please. Yeah. That five semitone. That down and active. Yeah. We do that a lot. Oh, it's pretty much every recording session. Yep. Like I said, I I I, I said some memories are going to pop back yeah, over the course of this. Uh, I remember that one of the reasons why I thought it was a good idea to start Aru with him is because I had I had um had had I had 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 I kind of stagnated in my drumming. Mm. And I was just like, I need a push. And I think like this would be a good push. <laughs> well, push is one way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like I I have to learn this, so I have to practice. I need sometimes a little push. <laughs> Seems to me like it was more of a forceful thrust. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, whatever way you put it, I needed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you definitely benefited. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think. Uh, the biggest jump in quality in my drumming started with Aru. When you finally got to dig into that double bass pedal. Yeah, and actually, I, the talking about like how I learned drumming, I just started just getting some few little lessons from my dad. Then I just started playing music that I liked. Uh, then I had a little course with Oskar Oskars, which is a drummer in, here in Iceland. He was, I guess, somewhat... Uh, I don't know, famous, as, a, uh, as an Icelandic drummer can be. I have no idea who he is. Yeah. Uh, I had some lessons with him, and um, then I went to the music school here for some time. I hated learning about notes and <laughs> stuff. Hated <laughs> it. Yeah. Music theory, or the musical stylings of 18th century European musicians. Yeah. And uh, I had a lot of like rudiments to learn and everything, and I, I guess it helped me a little bit, but it, I, I didn't feel the pressure to practice as much. I felt it was kind of, in doing that in school, in a school form, it was just kind of like, oh, no, I have to do this, instead yeah. of like, I want to do this. Yeah. So I, that's why I quit music school and just started doing it myself, <laughs> just learning songs. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I learned way more about technique and and just how to play anything by finding songs and going to Ultimate Guitar and like, oh, here are tabs. Let's try to play this. <laughs> yeah, and also just like watching like YouTube drummers yeah. and like watching what people are doing with their hands and stuff. And like, oh, I could do that. And that feel sounds cool. I remember I was really into Luke Holland for a long time there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always thought like, damn, he's younger than me and he's way better. I was like, damn it. <laughs> But, you know, never compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to who you were. Uh, it's it's fine to compare yourself to others as long as it's not out of envy, but something to strive for. Yeah, and it's not self-degrading. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, have we all been there. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. What what is your least favorite genre? Least favorite. I was actually been thinking about this. Like since I asked you guys, I've been thinking about what I would pick. I don't even remember what I said, but <laughs> I think you said mumble rap. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he said trap music, which is both like great answers. Uh, How about we make it trap mumble rap? <laughs> <laughs> trap rap. <laughs> but uh, I guess trap mumble. I would I would usually say pop, but. The reason why I used to say pop was just because it's everywhere and you're bombarded by it. Mm. And that was the most annoying part and why I disliked it so much. But then I started thinking about it and pop technically shouldn't be called a genre. Well, if you sure, think about it. popular. Yeah. Pop is actually short for popular music. Yeah. So... You know, if we ever become popular, then we're pop. Then music. we're pop. <laughs> so, like, it wouldn't make sense to say pop is my least favorite genre because technically it isn't a genre. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess for a long time it was country, and I guess I'll just say country so I don't say the same thing as you guys. But country's great. <laughs> Mountain roads. Yeah, it's that, that generic. And I don't mean like old classics, which are genuinely good. Like I mean, like modern shit country music that like Bo Burnham made fun of you know <laughs> and, and big enough yeah <laughs> thought it, thought it was a fart. I actually stopped myself from hating pop music by just stopping and actually listening yeah to the musicality of some of it some of it is great yeah some of it is great yeah, yeah. Just, like Billie Eilish, just, just like I said with all the other genres is like some of it's good some of it's bad like there, there's one song in particular that's an Icelandic song well, most of you won't know it mm. it's easy there cowboy yeah yeah <laughs> like I stopped to listen and the way they use the the mouth mouth heart bad some of the melodies it's very well put together and very well performed yeah but Forcefully hearing it ten times a day gets kind of tiring. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I hate most about pop music. It's just it, it was I was bombarded by it. Yeah, it's not the substance; it's the it's the circumstance. Yeah, and uh, I agree with Billie Eilish. I love yep. Billie Eilish. Mm -hmm. She is talented. Yes. Well, let's see. She's also just so un, un unapologetically herself. Yeah, that's what I love. Unfiltered. Yeah. Let's see. What is your favorite album? Uh, for the longest time, I for would say it was love time. metal with him. But uh, today, I would have to say, does it have to be a full length or can it be an EP? Can't be an EP if you want. By the way, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk, songs be closer to the mic. It can be an EP if you want. <laughs> you can also just move the mic closer can, to you. Can also be a PP. Uh, yeah, I would probably say uh, Butterfly EP by Thornhill. Yes. I have not listened to that. Yeah. Joy okay. is such a good song. Let me, let me, let me, let me see. Is it a fucking? Uh, Thornhill, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is your greatest metal pet peeve? Metal pet peeve. I guess it would have to be just no, like, no dynamics a wall of noise mixing of some songs. Mm. Uh, dynamics is what makes a song good, in my opinion. And when it's just up, like maximized, the level is maximized throughout the entire song. I, I don't like that. I think that'd be my biggest pet peeve is just people not understanding dynamics. 
Now, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this question. What is your guilty pleasure? Or guilt, guilty pleasure artist? Yeah, or, music or genre yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, we're not what gonna, would we're I? We're not going to go into your guilty pleasure porn. What would I feel guilty about listening to? Man, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I guess the closest thing is I, I start. I listen to this um, song by Corpse. Do you know the guy? Nah, no, no. Uh, he, he's a streamer, and he just started making music, and he made a song called "E Girls Are Ruining My Life," and I was just like, "Well, that sounds stupid," and I listened to it, and I was like, "I actually kind of like it." It's really short and it's really simple and it has really dirty lyrics and a lot of references to anime. <laughs> I bet I like it. Yeah, you'll probably like it. Uh, and I too. But at the same time, like, now that I like it, I don't feel guilty about it. <laughs> I, I don't have that guilty pleasure thing. Yeah, why would you feel guilty? I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, I want to listen to a certain pop song. And I think it was like that bang, bang song, like bang, bang into the room. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking song. I was like, I, for some reason, I really want to listen to that song right now. Bang, bang all I, over I think, you. I think it was mainly due to just Jessie J and her awesome fucking voice. I love her voice. She, mm. She's fucking talented. And yeah, so sometimes I get like these. I, I guess that would be the most guilty pleasure yeah, out of everything. The slightest sense of guilt. Yeah, and, and sometimes I just get like after listening to metal, all I just like I need to cleanse my palate with something completely different, and I'll just put something like that on, like Ariana Grande or something. She's so fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what instrument would you play if you? Couldn't play drums, which you were actually at great risk of not being able to play yeah. drums recently. Uh, yeah, I uh, tore a ligament uh, last November and had, and I'm just now starting to practice again, which is, which has put everything kind of in a delayed spot right now. They're <laughs> still made for a great setup for when we walked up to the volcano, a cripple, a fattest, and an asthmatic walk, walk <laughs> up a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. I love that. But yeah, uh, I think. I think I would just go take vocal lessons because, you know, thing about writing lyrics is I would also love to be able to scream him on stage. I would just have to get really good at it and say to Runa, just, I'm taking over. Move, bitch. Go to your kids and stay with them. Yeah, I wouldn't talk smack <laughs> to him. <laughs> he might be shorter than you, but he's still bigger than you. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm always wondering, like, if I held him like at arm's length like that, could he reach me? Like his I forehead. I think he'd just punch your arm. <laughs> then he'd punch you in the face. <laughs> I believe in him. He'll find a solution. Yeah, he'd probably kick my ass, especially now when he started boxing. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's better not to inspire his ire. And I mean, I don't know if he's okay with me saying this because for some reason he was keeping it to himself, but he actually broke his hand uh, <laughs> punching uh, the like practice bag a couple of weeks ago. I was like, dude, you don't like you broke your fucking hand on it. <laughs> like, might might want to ask him before this goes. Uh, yeah, I'll ask him. But I'll, like, why would he? Why would it matter if he, everybody knows that it broke his hand? But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Be cautious. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. I, I accidentally closed the question list. If there were another, like, if I couldn't do vocals, though, if yeah, I was like, shit at it, I would probably just do bass. Yeah. Very basic answer. Yeah. Mm. You bassist. 
But yeah, playing bass is fun, especially in genres like the ones that we do. Yeah. Because it's not just playing the root. Like, yeah, like ex- apart from vocals, that's what I would maybe be the most interested in learning how to do. It's going to be a stretch. Cause, you know, because watching stretch. you guys play guitar, I was like, no, that's, that's too much for me. I, I'd rather just do bass, which is like a dumb version <laughs> of a guitar, basically. Yeah, especially up to the one that's probably going to be the one released before this podcast. Jesus Christ, that was a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, I don't, I don't mean that bassists are dumb. No, no, no. I no. mean it's like a dumbed-down version of guitar. It's like it's doing the oh. more simpler things. Yeah, but still, even though if we're <laughs> simplifying the bass, we're making yeah. we're making the bass do like different things than the guitar, like doing yeah. it an octave lower, or instead of doing some like we're just doing like one repeated note, maybe moving that up as its own melody over whatever the fuck the guitars are doing. Yeah, because we play around with the bass, but it's simpler. That's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's easier, but yeah, simpler too. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Yeah. What string gauges do you use for your snare? <laughs> <laughs> for my snare? <laughs> yeah, because that's the only string instrument you play. Snare. I just go and say, I need some snares, and then I buy that. <laughs> ah, good answer. <laughs> but I mean, I guess I could talk about... Uh, okay, what's your favorite uh, brand of snare? <laughs> <laughs> I have a Tama snare. Now, I mean, I, I guess I could, like, if we're talking about measurements, I could say I have a 12-inch... Uh, tom, I have a 14-inch, and then I have a 16-inch floor tom, and a 14-inch uh, snare. So if that is anything. Then I have a 16-inch crash, and an 18-inch crash, and a 20-inch china. And uh, I don't remember how, how big my right is again. It's probably a, a 21-incher or something like that. Yeah, something like that. How about the brands you use? I, mean, uh, I know you use your dad's old drum set. Yeah, if I were going to buy a new drum kit, I would probably... I actually really like the sound of the Truth custom drums. Mm. Uh, but if I was going to go more mainstream, I've always been into the Tama Bubinga wood kit. I think it sounds awesome. Would you pair that up with a metal snare or some other variant of snare? Yeah, I would probably, probably, uh, if I were going to buy a new snare today, I would probably go with, I like like the VK, like bronze casts, you know, kind of snare. I would probably go with something like that. I'd like some brass. Yeah. It sounds like ass. <laughs> <laughs> also, brass is no, Brass is just short for brilliant ass. I mean, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and cymbals, I usually go with Sildjian's. Sometimes when I want to be cheap because it's really fucking expensive, uh, <laughs> I'll go for uh, there's this cheaper alternative in Tonus that then called what's it called again? Cheap cymbals. I don't remember what it's called right now. Aren't they now. called Power or something? No, 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 no. They're called. They are handmade though, which is good, and they are thin. I like thin cymbals. Simples. Symbols. Yeah, that's uh, why I keep breaking them. I still uh, have the stack of the broken symbols. In yeah, I keep breaking them, but they sound better. I, I don't like the, like, cutting, like, high pitches of thick symbols. Mm. I just don't like it. Um, so I like more of a washy kind of symbol. I also just feel like it, it, it like, kind of sits better in a mix if we were going to record it. Because, like, if it cuts too much in the high end, well, I'll just have to go run it through Soothe anyway to cut mm. those shit, that shit out. So I might as well just have 
symbols that kind of sit better at the top instead of cutting through at the top. Well, I'm no uh, drumming connoisseur, mm. but I guess that a thinner symbol would mean less sustain because it has less mass to keep the vibrations going. Is that true? Well... <sighs> or have you noticed... I, I've never actually gone and bought thicker symbols because I don't like the sound of them. When I go yeah, and try, when I go and try symbols at the stores, you know, I just I, I hit them and like, do I like them? Nope, and I just move on to the next one. Mm. I'm not thinking about how long it's sustained for or anything like that. But it, it would, it would. I think if we talk about from the physics standpoint, <laughs> I think a, a thicker symbol would probably not sustain for as long. Yeah, probably. I haven't really given it much thought. Like thinking about how it bends when you hit it. It would bend for a longer time if it's thinner. Yeah, but it could also peter out way quicker because it has less mass. Let's not bring Peter into this. <laughs> Ain't that right, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try to twist this one for drumming as well. Your go-to tension on the skins, <laughs> or as we'd call it, tuning. Uh, I actually... When I put on completely new skins, I use actually this here. This is a drum, drum dial. dial. I don't use it uh, when I've been using the symbols for a while because then it's just not accurate Why at all. Why would you use it if you've been using the symbols? You don't. No, sorry, uh, the, don't the skins. Attention, check the symbols. I mean the skins. And uh, because you know it, it's good if you're seeing the symbol for the first time, then you can use it just to get in the ballpark, and then you just do it by ear for the rest of the rest of it. And I tend to go a little bit more high tension than that thing says it's recommended. Ah. You, you like to be high strung? Uh, at least on the snare. I like to be a little bit higher tension. It's mostly... I, I, I don't think it has a, that bad of an effect on the sound. And it's more just for a rebound mm. thing. You know? That's good to for know. For playing. Uh... Yeah, we already answered the, the next question in your introduction. How and when did you get into music? Yeah. I mean, I, I could go back all the way into, like, a question I asked you about, like, what my mom and dad listened to. <coughs> yeah, what did they listen to? Because um, your dad was a musician, so it, yeah. it would be fun to know what he He likes. was, like, a big, like, UP40 and George Michael kind of guy. And I actually got really into George Michael as a kid because of that. Uh and I actually remember there was this great story about like when I was in Portugal with my family and went, went to this bar. And I think I was just like, I was really young. I don't know why my parents brought me to a bar when I was that young. Uh, it's called Great Parenting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like a family area of Portugal. It was like a to total tourist trap. And I think I was like, I, th I think they said I was like five or six years old or something. And I went up to this DJ booth and it was just like really, really black guy in the DJ booth. And, and I mean, like, in, he was so black that, like, in that bar lighting, you couldn't see him until he smiled. <laughs> like, that black. Uh, and I, I walked up to him, I was like, can I get outside by George Michael? And, like, and that's a song about people being, like, sick of fucking indoors. So, like, why, why not go fuck outside? <laughs> and, like, a, a five-year-old Icelandic kid walks up to him, like, can I have that song about sex outside? <laughs> As long as it's not a song about black people. <laughs> yeah. And I remember he just laughed and like, uh, thought it was so cute and he, uh, he put it on and it was, it was great. Uh, but yeah, I think that was, 
the music they listened to. It was really, they, they always had just the radio on. So whatever was playing on the radio, they listened to that. But if they put anything on, it would be like, yeah, like UB40 or George Michael or something like that. And um, my sister would listen to like No Doubt and she also liked Eminem. And then my other sister was really into the Spice Girls when they were a thing. I, I forget to mention one thing about the music in my home. Mm. Is my little sister, five years my junior, mm. she loved Britney Spears. <laughs> and I did not love Britney Spears <laughs> long after that. Started. I have to say, Toxic is a good song. Yeah. Toxic is a very good song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but she blasted in the living room. Yeah. Loud every day. <laughs> And like, and you're like, I'm trying to be depressed here. It's not helping. I'm trying to learn some Metallica. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, Thal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Favorite plugin. Uh, like, I know the right answer to that is Thal, but I just decided to go with yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite plugin. I think I would probably have to say Soothe. Yeah, it's, you use that a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's really expensive. Like compared to a lot of other plugins, but it's so fucking worth it. <laughs> and thus, we have 16 instances of Soothe on every track. No, 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 no. Uh, the, the computer will Stop probably blow lying. up. Stop lying now. <laughs> it's called freedom of speech. Ever heard about no, it? I, but I can uh, share with people what I use it most on. I use it on, of course, the symbols, which is the main thing people usually use it on. But I also put it on... Uh, I put it on some guitars. Uh, I put a really light soothing on the rhythm guitars just to... Uh, I feel like if you're able to cut those few annoying frequencies, you're able to boost them up louder without it sounding like grating and being tiring on your ears. Mm -hmm. And the same thing about then also the leads and the cleans. Mm. Uh, yeah, you use it a lot on the ambient stuff yeah, too. Definitely. Especially if it has that like high mid kind of frequency a lot if it's a sound source that is that has a lot of that it's good to use it to like cut on cut down those tiring frequencies I, I i remember just after i started using that like i can mix for way longer now without getting my like my ears getting tired i was like that's a godsend you know that's probably why they named it soothe yeah it's a it's a fantastic plugin if you can afford it i would recommend anyone interested in mixing to do it because yeah, you you can spend more time learning mixing because you can sit and listen to it longer. <laughs> Maybe we could take our chances and reach out to them and get a discount coupon. Nah, probably not. <laughs> I mean, we could try it, but I don't think we have the following for it. Yeah. Hey, are you ready to do this coupon? Maybe two or three people are going to get it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we're the biggest fall band in Iceland, which is a fact. We're the only fall band <laughs> in Iceland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not hard to be the only of anything in Iceland. <laughs> I mean, we, were, we were also the only Jant band in Iceland. If you think about it, we, we actually, I, I used to say this a lot to the tourists I was driving around when I was doing that job. I used to say, say them all the time. We have the most Nobel laureates per capita. The one? The one. Yeah, we have one. That's how tiny we are. I mean, uh, if we add per capita... Yeah, we're bigger and better than everybody else. We're yeah. also shittier and worse than everybody else. <laughs> At the same time. Though, you uh, wouldn't think that'd be possible, but though, it is. Getting shot that by the police. Out. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're just normal. <laughs> I mean, we're still probably the worst country at getting shot by the police. We've had one instance in the past, what, 
You mean you mean the worst as in the fewest times? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I, a good thing. We are the worst by I mean, American I, I, standards. I remember that story actually. It was this crazy guy shooting his shotgun out of his out of his window yeah. at his apartment. And the the police were there for like hours trying to talk him down and trying to stop him. And it was an accidental warning shot that yeah. killed the guy. That killed the guy. <laughs> and and, and they, like the day after the police yeah. went on the on the local news like we're so sorry. Yeah. We did not mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I'm sh- uh, no, they they did kill him on purpose. They did kill him because they said that we're sorry what the, that we had to shoot him because they couldn't get him to stop and he was endangering his neighbors and everybody on the street. So like after after like hours of trying to stop him, they actually ended up killing him and and they said, "Yeah, we're sorry we had to kill him." Mm. Like, in America, that would have been resolved in minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and also like they would never say sorry. Like that crazy person was shooting out of his window with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Iceland. We we pretend to be nice people. Whew. What's I'm, your go-to DAW? <laughs> My go-to DAW is Reaper. Oh, and duh. the reason why I decided on that is... At first, I wanted to go with uh, Avid. No, not Avid. Pro Tools. Avid is an editing software like for video. Uh, Pro Tools. Uh, but it was a really difficult program to get your hands on when you can't afford it and you're trying it out. Yep, same goes for a lot of programs. Yeah. Uh, so with Reaper, uh, it was a lot cheaper. And, you know, I just just started using it, learned it, and I haven't turned back because it does everything it needs to do. And now you're so learned in Reaper, it would be a pain to go to anything else. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I remember when I tried the program that Goiti uses. Studio One. Yeah. yeah and it was... That one was really, really different from Reaper, yeah. so it was just like, nah. I, I think like Cubase is just weird. Yeah. I, mean, I used to use uh, Pro Tools in school, and at my friend's house, we pirated Pro Tools 10. Yeah. That's how I learned to get into recording after I started writing songs. Mm-hmm. But, jeez, the, the setup we had was fucking shit. We had a practice app. I don't even remember the brand. Yeah. And we had a SingStar mic. Oh. Into the mic input. Of I the used sound to card. use SingStar mics yeah. as well. <laughs> and I'd, we'd put like a cannot think of like sticky gum yeah. on the floor for the cable yeah. and just shove it <laughs> in the cone. And we got a tone. Recorded the first two or three songs like that. Then we somehow hooked the amp just into the headphone <laughs> receiver yeah. on the sound card. Not. Why do I forget what it's called? Interface. Yeah, not an interface, just yeah. a sound card. On the computer yeah. itself, yeah. But it worked. Yeah. It was a pain to make it work, but it worked. I remember, like, since you mentioned the SingStar mics, like, when we were doing that mush cream shit, mm. <laughs> uh, like, we didn't have any mics, and I was like, I have a Sing- SingStar kind of kit, and we just, like, we have to record drums, because I didn't know how to program drums at that point, <laughs> and didn't have any, like, superior drummer or anything like that, so I just put up, like, two SingStar mics, routed into the, like, Line 6 Pod UX2, or whatever it was called, you know, the thing, same thing you had, yeah, and uh, just... Recorded through that. But I just remembered at that time I was actually using Cakewalk, which is like a sonar um, DAW. And then I upgraded to Reaper from that. Um, so, yeah, it was not my first one, actually. It was Cakewalk was my first one. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Hardware. Hardware. It's not I mean, really a question. It's just a statement. Hardware. 
Yeah, I mean, I could I could go over the hardware I have right here. Like, if we go with a computer, I have an uh, I have a i seven seventy seven hundred K. That's an Intel processor. I have uh, NVIDIA GeForce thirty seventy in my computer, which doesn't really have anything to do with music, but I like to play games on it. Yeah. And I'm using it right now to encode that video stream. Yeah. Uh, then uh, we have this here, uh, Focusrite Scarlett eighteen i twenty. And uh, Radial J48 uh, that we run the guitar through. And that makes it, makes it so that we don't have to uh, use the preamps in the Scarlet because this is first generation and the preamps in them is, they're not as great as the newer ones. And like if you could at all just get a DI, good sounding DI box, you could always use that. And then we have an M Audio Keystation 49. Yeah, that I use from time to time to like do some stuff. Uh, <laughs> then we have a bunch of Shure mics here. Uh, and a fart here and there. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I, yeah. And we have Mackie speakers. Uh, they are called the CRBT something because they're Bluetooth. Wasn't it CRBT5? Yeah, I think CRBT5. Or 7, whichever yeah. one. Then I have a 30-inch... Philips ultra wide wide monitor 3440 by 1440 and an old Asus 3D screen uh, as the second monitor and then you're watching us through a GoPro right now. I also have a Sony A7S2 that we record all of all Thursdays on on a DJI Ronin SC. I could go on and on. I also have a Canon uh, Rebel T3i and uh, a handy cam and another handy cam. And, uh, yeah, two old handy cams that I used to record like jackass shit on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like jumping off of roofs and going inside a huge tractor tire and rolling down a hill and being amazed that I didn't hurt myself when I was at the bottom. <laughs> and then you also have the Rue yeah, microphone. The, the uh, mic or road, I guess, as most people call it because they don't know how to speak Danish. Well, we don't know how to speak Danish. <laughs> just just act like you have a potato in your throat and that's speaking Danish. Uh, no, it's, I have, it's drunk and a potato in your throat. I have Sennheiser HD600s that I um, sometimes mix on and it's really good to use, uh, what is it called, the reference... Uh, the program that makes it like a neutral mix. Yeah, that, that, that has a profile for those headphones that mm. makes it the most flat frequency response you could ever have. It's called Sonarworks Reference Headphone Edition. I use it with these headphones. Then uh, I have a Zoom H6 handy recorder here, field recorder that I bought for actually video stuff, but we're using it uh, right now for these microphones. And we're also shooting video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's all, but if I was going to talk about my favorite gear, I guess I would just say my computer. Now let's get into your best experience. Probably music-related. In music. Related. In music <laughs> uh, my best experience... Wow. Uh, I guess I would just say when Aru was starting, I think it was the most exciting part for me. Uh, because, you know, of course I could say just gigging, like, but that would be a lot of different gigs. <laughs> but I think, like, if one singular thing, I would just say when me and Chloe were talking about starting a band and uh, I was really excited for it. So I guess that would be my best experience. I, I mean, I haven't gone touring yet or anything, so... No, we have. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> Trust me. Right. Recommended. Be closer to the mic, buddy. <laughs> Recommended. I saw it was audible, so... Okay. Yeah, but, but I have to do more finessing in the program if it's low. Shout out to his family. 
But it, it's good that you're not saying like being in the band right now is the best experience because this has basically turned into a somewhat full-time job now. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, and, and on top of that, I'm actually just returned to my full-time job, so it's going to yeah. be kind of tiring. It's like the calendar. It's not like, oh, boy, I wonder when we're going to meet up next and practice. Like, oh, yeah, today we're going to record the audio, then two days from now we're going to record the video. Yeah. And then we're going to meet. Do all do, the editing to re- and everything. To, re- to, to write, and then we're going to record that. Yeah, then the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, this is all stuff that I love doing. Oh, yeah, it's and all fun. When it's uh, when it's something you love, it's it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Though sometimes my body says otherwise. <laughs> I mean, I know that in the genre that we're in, we're never going to make a living off of this. Oh no, no, no. Uh, and that's not why I do it. Like I said, I want to do it because I want to like feel that joy of someone telling me like you saved me with your music. But you could change that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, at the same time, I think it could open a lo- open up a lot of doors to making money, just like a lot of other bands do. If you think about how Periphery does it, like Matt yeah, but does they it. have been diversifying their assets. Yeah, up that's a what lot. I'm talking about. Yeah, that's with what I'm signature about. gear yeah. and a recording studio and a label and everything. I was getting to that yeah. because, like, well, what I was talking about is you build a fan base, and then from that you can do like what, what Matt does. He does lessons, and and then you have uh, Misha that does signature gear, like you said, and. Uh, and then you have like Nolly doing his GGD shit with him and everything. Also producing. And producing. And he's also not in the band anymore. I think actually my main goal for the future would be to like be a, hopefully a touring musician and then in between just doing a lot of music videos. Yeah. I really love recording music videos. It's been a while since the last one. Yeah, it's been a while. I think the last one I did was uh, Divine Defilement, uh, yeah, Crucifixial Lobotomy. Yeah. Yeah, me versus me. The Holy Thursday was recorded at one of the spots that was recorded. Yeah, but uh, the funny thing is, like in that video, you you can't see where that oh, was so dark. Yeah, it was so yeah. dark. It's the portion where they burned a Bible and we found parts of the Bible. Yeah, and a doll that yeah. we uh, destroyed <laughs> and everything. It, it was supposed to be really creepy. Just check out Crucifixion Lobotomy by Divine Defilement if you want to check out that video. And then also did a lot of Wilma City Burns videos. So all the three Wilma of them. City Burns. Thing. All three of them. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, Dream Gear. Dream you Gear. Kind of delved yeah. into it earlier. If we're talking about drums, I would definitely say the. Like, if I was talking about Dream Gear, though, yeah. would I go with DW? That's what I'm wondering about because Drumworks is, it's, it's probably the top tier of everything. Uh, or I would probably just get some custom drum company to make something especially for me. Something like, boutique and... Yeah. Mm. Although I've also been really into acrylic sets, like the clear ones. I also really like that, but I think a lot of people are doing it right now, so it might be a little cliche. But don't they sound They sound different, worse. of course. Yeah, I mean, like, if you were... I wouldn't use it to record in a studio, but if you're doing live shows... It yeah, really matter. doesn't matter. Well, for music and, videos, it's... It's probably fine. Yeah, and for music videos, like, it would be cool, like, because you don't have to worry about, like, water and stuff. You want to have, like, some water effects or it's acrylic. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. It's not going to warp from moisture. <laughs> yeah. So shall we get... Uh, no, no, wait, I'm not done because, like, yeah. that was just drums. Yeah, okay. My dream gear otherwise would be... I, I would want a Raven MTX, which is a touchscreen mixer. Oh. Hmm. I would want to... Do the recording on that. Is that what you'd pick? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd pick. Uh, yeah, I think that's one of those gears that, I don't know, maybe 
after using it, I wouldn't like using it, but it just looks so good. Uh, dream camera? Oh, dream camera. Uh, that would always be the Arri Alexa. I would probably pick the Arri Alexa LF Mini. It's just, I, I, I've shot with the Arri, Arri Classic ones, and oh, that image looks so beautiful. <laughs> and he's giving a shit to this video talk. No, no, no. I, I just had to fart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this might be a stupid question, but Dream Lens. Dream Lens. Uh, I would probably go with the Arri Signature Primes. I have no idea what that, what that is. They're but cinema I, lenses. Yeah, I, I trust that they're of the highest quality. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like that time when we were recording... Wasn't it when we were recording uh, the latest music video with Wile when the three lenses you borrowed were worth more than the car. Yeah. <laughs> and the car was four years old at that time. Yeah, I was recording a film at the same time that we did that music video. I was just like, can I borrow this gear to shoot a music video? I was like, yeah, sure. Like, cool. So we shot that video with uh, like a, an expensive camera. and <laughs> Wasn't it like each and lens lenses. was about twelve or $13,000? Uh, yeah, something like that. And the car itself was worth like $32,000 new? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's why I usually don't let other people handle those. Oh, things. No, we we didn't touch that shit. No. <laughs> that was all you. We there's don't want that blame. There's a certain rule in, on a film set that if you're going to hand somebody a lens, you don't let go until they say got it. So you don't. That's a it. good rule. So shall we get into your recommendation? My recommendation. Are yeah. we there yet? Well, we've been recording for about fifty-four minutes. Oh yeah, have we done all the questions? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Actually, I skipped one. You skipped one? Yeah. What's the atomic number of thallium? Uh, I remember now. It's 81. Yeah. I was the only one that got that right. <laughs> and we That's almost... you heard it twice. <laughs> yeah. And, and we almost didn't video. bother to question you. But yeah. uh, I think but that's the only one yeah. that I didn't... I, I, my recommendation would be our common collapse... Lost in a glare, uh, and we set that up for you there, so you can just switch to a desktop. It's here. You have it primed on the right spot. Yeah, I don't think uh, I have to say anything. It just speaks for itself. Yeah. Listen to them, please. Uh, yeah, I, we say this a lot in Iceland, but I'm not sure they say it anywhere else in the world. But they say, like, I used to rape this album. It's like when you listen to it over and over and over uh, and over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we say, uh, which means yeah. we raped this album. I, I definitely raped this album. He physically just, abused it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Molested it with all his fingers. Like my spot, if I was just like, if I went like on, on repeat, played that thing, it was like just a bunch of our common collapse. <laughs> It was so good. Uh, I, I it just I love how simple and heavy it is. Sometimes it, it's that's it gets a certain scratches a certain itch for me. As uh, also one of the things that I love about this kind of music is that you don't really have to always do something really complicated and and fast and stuff. If it's just really heavy and 
mixed really well, then I just kind of come in my pants. That's probably why Buster is my favorite uh, producer, because when he does really heavy stuff, it sounds so good. Now, those are the only times it doesn't take him two hours to come. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the intro. (laughs) So do you have a fart of the week lined up, or? Let me see. I mean, he... He's given us two or three farts during this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but were they off the week? That's the big question. No, they, I were, mean, uh, they were off the strong. While he's looking, we can do the part of the week. Yeah, part oh, of the week. I, I got it right here. You got okay. it? Yeah. Okay. This is by me. It's an original? Yeah. <laughs> and I burped at the end. <laughs> There was a Did, lot of expelling gases right there. But didn't you send this to me yesterday? I sent this to you yesterday. Yeah. I always do enjoy when I get fart snaps. He sure does. Yeah. He at, w- at, at one point, <laughs> I said to Chloe, like, if it's an exceptional fart, you can send it to me. But otherwise, like, hurt one, hurt them all. Yeah. If, if it's like, I don't send it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was an exceptional fart. Yeah. You can send that to yeah. me. Yeah, like, I, I even, sent this to the chat, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Even though I don't reply anytime, I always enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we're part of the week, right? Yeah, part of the week. Switch to desktop again. Wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. It's my mic. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Michael. <laughs> actually, it's Runar's mic, but he said I can have it because he doesn't use it. Yeah, you get yours for free. I had to pay for mine. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you mm. chose, chose this, right? Go yeah, I yeah. did. Or are you going to introduce it? Yeah, so it's an Australian uh, deathcore band. They used to be hella death metal, but now they're like this gent proggy uh, metalcore-ish style. And I l- absolutely fucking love this part. And yeah, it's at the right place. At the right and, place. And uh, yeah, it's Gravemind and the song's called Hard Rain. Yeah. One interesting thing about this band is that I don't tend to like bands that have kind of the samey vocals throughout every song, but this is one of those bands, but there's just something about his vocals that doesn't, I don't care that it's usually kind of the same, it just sounds so good with, mm. it just fits so well with the music. This album is a complete fucking masterpiece. Yeah, and uh, I think one of my favorites on that album is Volgen. Yeah. Which which was the inspiration for the song of the volcano? Yeah, actually, yeah. Volkin was the inspiration for that song. And we called it Volkut, which yeah. is Icelandic for warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, topical for the volcano. That was quite warm. <laughs> Definitely. Excruciatingly warm, you might say. So, is there, has there anything interesting happened in metal for the last two weeks that we could talk about? Or? Uh, now, hang on a darn minute. I mean, Lorna Shore put out a new album yeah uh, a new single i mean yeah i uh we actually listened to it before and man that end part mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. but i still liked it though <laughs> it's, it's, it's just snorting noises but i still liked it sleepwaker is uh releasing album 
Yay! Wow. Well done. That was actually a very good save. God damn. A good thing is that you finished that Coke. Yeah. And I cleaned two drops with my sock. But yeah, Sleepwaker? Yeah. Yeah. You're releasing what? You're saying? Uh, a new album through Unified. When? Uh, they just released a new song, which is a banger of a track. I gotta check that one. Oh, out. We're gonna listen to that when we're done here. Yeah, sure. I, I always remember when when Aaron showed me Eclipse with Sleepwalker. Jesus, that intro hits hard. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've been waiting for some new stuff from them. Yeah. So what are we up to now? Uh, a good old one oh one oh seven oh eight oh nine. I think oh we're. Good to stop it there, then, if yeah. we don't have anything else to talk about. It's been a complete delight. We could, I mean, we could talk about one last thing. Hmm? Who should we have on next? Because I've been thinking maybe we should get Rumner next. Yeah, I think that would be a good call. Since he's part of the band, you know? Might as well. Yeah. And then perhaps we'll maybe get Goethe or... You have to write a heavy introduction for him. Yeah. And um, I think, actually, around the time that we're going to release the EP would be a good time to have Jonathan on. Yeah. Yeah. So he can walk us through what he did. Yeah. And we could also have, like, teasers in that podcast for the songs. Like, if you do it right before it comes out, yeah. we could have, like, teasers, like, favorite moments that he has in the songs and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it would be cool. I like that idea. Most definitely. So if... Uh, if we can find a time for Runar to be here, because he's a busy man, oh, yeah, he's a then very, uh, very busy man. most likely he would be the next guest. Yeah. yeah. But so look forward to that. Thanks for watching or listening or whatever. Yeah. Good thanks for being here. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. <laughs>